Hello, and we're, welcome to Journeys in Faith here on the Anne DeSantis YouTube channel. It is great to be here with you this evening. I have an amazing guest, as you can see right next to me. I have Matt Lozano from Heart of the Father Ministries. Matt, thank you so much for joining me on this program. It's my pleasure, Anne. It's great to be with you. Yeah, great to be with you too. And I would love to read your bio to everyone um, because I think it really gives a good idea to all of our audience, all the things that you're involved with, is that Matt is the director of training for Heart of the Father Ministries. He's passionate about sharing the life-changing truth of God's word in a clear and practical way. Matt has over 20 years of experience teaching in the classroom around the world. He has a BA in history from JMU, an MA in educational leadership from Villanova University, and an and an MA in theology from the Augustine Institute. He is the author of Free to Be Holy and co-author of the Unbound Ministry Guidebook and Abba's, Abba's Heart. Matt minister, ministers alongside his amazing wife, Jennifer, and they are blessed with five children. What a great bio. I mean, you're a family <laughs> man, you're a man of faith, and I'm blessed too. I happen to know your parents. Your father wrote the book Unbound years ago, and my husband, Angelo, and I did the training for Unbound. So it is just a blessing. We're both from the greater Philadelphia area, of course. Um, so tell us a little bit about, you know, obviously you have a deep faith and it came from somewhere, right? We know where that came from, heart of the father, but please do share as much as you like to about your faith journey. Sure. That's a, a great, uh, I love to tell this story. <laughs> so I was raised by two wonderful parents. Um, who were strong in their faith, and they taught me uh, the Catholic faith growing up. And uh, I would say I had faith as a young as a young child, uh, but through the middle school years, I kind of walked away from it. I I wanted to be popular. I wanted to be fitting in, and uh, I really got lost pr actually pretty quickly. So throughout my high school years, I was uh, you know just trying to find my place, trying to find where I belong, and um, you know. Things weren't weren't going so well in my life. By by the time I was a junior in, in high school, I was fairly depressed, lonely, angry, bitter, uh, and that's where the Lord reached out to me. I was involved with a an evan evangelical group called Young Life, and uh, I went to one of their camps and I heard the gospel message in a clear and compelling way, and I was invited to make a response to the Lord and. I surrendered my life to him just before my my senior year in high school and just so many things began to change i experienced joy peace uh the love of god and i, I really became a disciple and that's that's been my life ever since uh, that was in in 1995 august 15th uh feast of the assumption and um it it's just uh, being a disciple of the lord has been my greatest treasure to, to know him, to walk with him, to make decisions with him, um, and then to be be part of ministry, to, to leave my teaching job and then be part of this ministry has been such a tremendous joy. And I'm sure that in your travels every day, because not only are you ministering to people in the you know greater Philadelphia area and around the whole region, but you're traveling a lot too. And so you're getting to meet and talk to a lot of people who are going through things, people who feel a distance from God. I know that's a big part of what the whole Unbound ministry was about. Um, could you just share a little bit about that? So some of our audience, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of 
uh, really serious Catholics know about uh, Unbound and then all of the ministries that you are involved with. Uh, maybe you can explain that a little bit to them so they can understand more about what that means exactly. Absolutely. So Unbound is an interpersonal ministry uh, that helps people to take hold of the freedom that Jesus has won for them. So a lot of people find themselves stuck in areas of sin, addiction. Uh, they believe lies, deceptions. Uh, they find themselves repeating the same patterns over and over again. They've tried all the disciplines. They've tried therapy. Uh, and what we do is we lead people through prayer, through uh, what we call the five keys of Unbound. And they're just faith-filled responses to the gospel. Uh, repentance and faith, forgiveness, renunciation, authority, and the Father's blessing. And using these keys really helps people unlock their hearts uh, to take their stand against the enemy's schemes in their lives and to walk out in freedom. And so we get to see just miracles all the time, the Holy Spirit working in people's lives uh, to set them free. It's such a privilege to be a part of. Yeah, that's amazing. I know I read the book some time ago and my husband's doing a book study of your Abba's heart right now with a group of men. I, I can't recommend that enough too. He's really been enjoying that. Uh, and then you wrote a book called Free to Be Holy, which I know that after we come back from our break, we're really gonna talk a lot about that. But tell us, what is it like for you? You know, you're in ministry, you've prayed with so many people, you've seen lives transformed. You also, you've also seen people struggle too, over and over again. Um, what words of wisdom might you give to them somebody who's new to all of this, you know, some people are, maybe they're Catholic Christian, they might even be, you know, agnostics or away from their faith or something. Um, but they're searching for something in their lives. And maybe they don't know what that is. So I mean, anything you want to share on your wisdom, because I mean, you have a lot of wisdom in that area for sure. Yeah, I think the first thing I want to say is that there is power in the gospel of Jesus Christ, the message about Jesus his life, his death, his resurrection, what he has done for us to set us free. Um, when we can both hear the gospel, but also respond to it, it unleashes the power of the Holy Spirit into our lives. And so uh, maybe we've just been going to church and kind of going through the motions, um, but God really does want to be a part of those areas of our life where we might be hiding from him or we might be like ashamed or we might be just you know, oh, maybe filled with unbelief about maybe I could never be free. God really does want to heal us in those areas. And so, you know, those responses of faith can really open us up to the power of the Holy Spirit. And there's really nothing that God can't do. Um, the other thing, I, I know people say it all the time, but everyone really is fighting a battle, an invisible battle. And you'd be amazed at how much people struggle, how much they're going through things that you would you would never know about. And so it's important for us in ministry just to always walk in compassion, humility, and understanding, and really just listen to people well. Sometimes the biggest, uh, the most effective thing you can do is just listen to somebody's story. And everybody has a story that's worth hearing. That's what we try to do. That's beautiful. And that really makes it so much more interactive with being able to help people, doesn't it? Because it's not like you're just telling them to go pray or to get help from like a psychologist or a therapist or something. I mean, you're trying to do something very active 
in order to help them, as you say, be free. And, you know, I, I don't know about you, Matt, I think you might agree with this, that healing is an ongoing process for all of us, isn't it? I mean, absolutely. I don't think it's something like a once and done. Some of those renunciation prayers that we can do when, you know, maybe there's an event that's happened in our lives when kind of set us back a little bit. And we just need to go back to God and, and, you know, pray. And if we're Catholic, obviously we can go to the sacraments of our faith to confession. We can maybe talk to a priest, do something like that. But, um, I just think it's really beautiful. The work that you and heart of the father ministries is doing. Tell us a little bit more about, you know, your daily work. I mean, obviously I think you told me at the beginning of the podcast before we started to tape that you're going away and you're always traveling. So what is that like for you just on a weekly basis when you get to meet all of these people? Well, my, my job is different every day. Uh, some days I'm, I'm meeting with people for ministry. Other days I'm planning an event. Uh, sometimes we're, we're meeting as a leadership team to discuss our own uh, ministry team here locally. But my primary job is to train uh, ministry teams around the world. So I will go out to different places, different parishes, and help develop a ministry team, and then sometimes speak at various conferences to introduce the ministry to a new group of people. Um, so it's always different. This summer, I was in uh, doing conferences in Dubai and Cameroon, Mexico, and tonight I'll be leaving for Rome. Um, so it's always new faces, new places, um, and spreading this word of, of this ministry. And it's really being well-received all over the world. We have uh, places like Poland, where there are 31 different unbound teams across the country, Ghana and Tanzania, where they have trained thousands of leaders. It's just really a, a remarkable growth, and it's all because of the Holy Spirit. Yes, it's so good to give that credit to the Holy Spirit, because I know that the way that you have been taught, trained, the way that you pray, the way that you live, it is all about the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and so that that's a really beautiful thing. I want to also make a, a call to action people who are watching this video to go to heartofthefather.com. Now, I believe that's the correct website, isn't it, Matt? That's right, yep. Heartofthefather.com. Yep. Learn more because you might want to have Matt and his team come to your parish, your organization, your diocese, your archdiocese. I don't think there's any limit on where you go, right? I mean, you don't, you, you go all over the world, not just the United States or right here where we live. So they can have you come and train leaders and really make a difference for those people who are suffering, who do feel lost, right? And, yeah. and I think that's a beautiful thing. Tell us a little bit before our commercial break about the book, um, Abba's Heart, the one that I mentioned that my husband is doing the study. I would love for people to learn more about that too. Sure. So a lot of believers will tell you they love Jesus, but they're not so sure about his dad. And uh, a lot of times our own uh, broken experiences with our earthly parents, our earthly fathers in particular, really uh, cause us to have a really cracked foundation when it comes to viewing God as father. And some people just don't even want to deal with it. But this book is really about a journey to discovering who the father is and that Jesus himself has revealed the Father's heart to us. And so this book it will really help people heal and embrace their identity as sons and daughters of God and get to know their Heavenly Father, because we all need that fatherly love, that fatherly blessing in our lives. 
I totally agree. Uh, in fact, just on a side note, <laughs> that might be important for some of the people who are watching this podcast or listening to it is um, the foundation that I represent, the St. Raymond Onatus Foundation is doing a God the Father Summit, December 5th, oh, 6th and 7th. Yeah. Uh, at 8 p.m. You just go to nonatus.org to find out more, uh, N-O-N-N-A-T-U-S.org, where we help families. So we'll be doing an online summit there. Um, in fact, Matt, I don't know if this is the proper time to bring this up, but we'd love to have you as the speaker for the event, and we can talk about that later if you right. have time. Put me on the spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no. And if you can't, don't sure. worry, but we, we can discuss it later on. If not, no worries. I know I did uh, just didn't even bring that up in advance, but you know, <laughs> the Holy Spirit works in amazing ways, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. So um, Matt, thank you so much so far for this program. Now we do have to take a short commercial break. It's very short. We'll be back here in just a minute or two. Thank you. Welcome back to Journeys in Faith on this Friday evening. Great to be here with my guest, Matt Lozano from Heart of the Father Ministries. And during the first half of the program, Matt was talking about his own faith journey and about the work that he's doing with Heart of the Father and his book, Abba's Heart. Now, you have another book called Free to be Holy, and I would love for our audience to learn more about that. And, and how did you come up with the idea for this book? So I was doing a, a Lenten reflection on, on the idea of holiness and uh, just did a series of videos and there was great interest in it. Uh, I was talking to a friend who happened to be uh, a publisher at the time and, and they said, this would be a great book. And uh, so two years later, uh, out came the book. Um, it's really about uh, discovering what it means to be holy. Uh, and the main message of the book is that holiness is an adventure of discovering who we are in Christ. Sometimes people think of holiness as the, the no fun club, or they see it as a performance, um, but it's really living out of what, what Jesus has done for us through his body and through his blood. He has sanctified us and made us holy. And so it, it, it's a very practical book of discovering who we are, but also how do we live out a life of holiness? Yes, because that's, the most important thing in our lives is that um, we be healed, right? I mean, that we're continuing to be healed, that we call on God, that we have a relationship with him. I know that's a big part of the, your ministry is just that developing that, right? I mean, 
there's some people that don't know. It's very foreign to him, this whole idea of really knowing Jesus, really accepting Jesus. And, and I believe that your ministry, I mean, you and I are both Catholic, and we do have a lot of people in this audience that are Catholic, but others that watch that are Christian or even away from a faith or maybe a different denomination or religion. So can you tell us a little bit about, for people who might not understand, like, what does that really mean? Like someone's in, in air quotes, I'll put, you know, giving your lives to Christ. Right. And, mm -hmm. and that's maybe something, um, along the lines of the Holy spirit, because Jesus is that second person of the Trinity. And then the, the Holy spirit is the third person, but what's the importance of having all three, right? We have, we say the father, the son, and the Holy spirit as Catholics, right? So it's that Trinity. I mean, anything that you want to share on that, especially for people who might, um, Maybe that's like I said, slightly foreign to them, and maybe they're they're not understanding really what that entails. Yeah, I mean, the great mystery of Christianity is this revelation that God is a family. God is a a relationship of persons of infinite love, and that we were actually created to enter into that relationship, actually be uh, to be invited into that circle of love. And what we've experienced as human beings is a sense of alienation, a sense of uh, what we call sin, a, a di dis disorder within our nature, and that needed to be healed. And so what the Father did, the plan of the Father was to send his Son to reveal who God was and to heal our human nature. Uh, and that, that healing comes to us through that third person, the Holy Spirit, who wants to uh, make his home in us. And, and if we respond in faith and we invite the Holy Spirit to enter our lives, the Father and the Son come and live with us. And we can experience that healing, that freedom, that joy, and that peace of God's kingdom, what he always desired us to have, which was to enter into communion with God. And uh, so that's the amazing message of the gospel of what Jesus has done to, to rescue us and to save us. I love that word rescue because it's, to me, that word speaks of almost the utmost importance of what you're doing, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. It's the utmost importance of people who are going through traumas, trials. I mean, I know that when I was trained years ago, in Unbound by your your parents. They were, I believe it was up at St. Eleanor's Catholic Church in Collegeville, PA, where my husband mm -hmm. and I did the several days of training. And um, we had an opportunity to pray with people. And we learned so much from the stories. You hear so much. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously they're all confidential and I'm not going to go in that direction to sharing anything. But what you learn is that we are not just, you know, we're made up of obviously body, soul, and spirit. And we also have a past, a present, and a future, don't we? Mm -hmm. Some of those things that happen in the past are the things that, as your father's initial book, The Unbound, is really what that, um, what it does, isn't it? It helps to unbind you from those, those sins of the past, even maybe something that could have been generational, right? I didn't mm -hmm. know if Speak about that too, because some people also don't understand that whole idea of what is that exactly. Like, does that mean that something that one of my 
relatives did, like, you know, could it be a hundred years ago or something? Would that still have some kind of an effect on their family? So I know that's a big question, Matt. So, I mean, if you, if you can't uh, answer it fully right now, but at least maybe that's a good question for us to think about because I can give it a shot for <laughs> people. Yeah. People get confused about these things. I mean, we're yeah. each individual human beings and we, our lives are all, you know, they're separate from what say my great grandparents did, but maybe that generational uh, sin could also have an impact. Yeah. So one, one of the facets of sin that we should understand, and, and that isn't talked about a lot, is that we do have an enemy. There is an enemy uh, that Jesus refers to as the father of lies. And he works in our lives, and sin works in our lives, primarily because of deception. We become deceived about who God is, who we are, uh, and the meaning of the purpose of our lives. And so sin works uh, and perpetuates itself through generations from one family to the next, one generation to the next, because of when we are under the influence of a lie, and let's say, uh, let's say you struggle with the lie that I will always be a failure, and you see your life through that lens, um, you are going to think and act and behave in certain ways that communicates that lie to your children. And so a lot of times what you see is generation after generation, people pass on their patterns of sin or their patterns of thinking. And one of the important things that we can do is with the help of the Holy Spirit to examine those lies, those things that have been passed on to us and recognize, you know, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth and the life. And so he's offering us a new, a new pattern, a new way of living, a new way of thinking. And really what repentance is all about is changing our minds. And so with the help of the Holy Spirit, those lies can be exposed, they can be renounced, and we can embrace a new way of thinking about our lives. And so it's not a, a mystical thing of like, oh, my parents did this or my grandparents did this. It's just the, it's the spiritual atmosphere that we live in that we need to examine and be aware of uh, so that we're not passing on you know, that junk that's, that's been passed on to us. Yeah. I love that. The spiritual atmosphere, because, you know, every home, every office, every church, every organization, every ministry, doesn't it have that spiritual component to it? Mm -hmm. Right. And obviously I think sometimes things are from the top down. Obviously the very top is God, right. Is the, is the Lord but it does have some kind of that spiritual component of realizing where is there sin here? Where do we need to renounce? Where do we need to start anew, start afresh, you know, ask the Holy spirit for his guidance. And so I think that's just a fantastic thought and, and the ministry that you're doing. Somebody might be watching and thinking, I want all of what Matt is talking about. I want the books. I want to have them come to my church. I mean, what would be some first steps for people watching who are super interested, they, they haven't heard much about this before. Maybe they have, but they haven't done it in a while, right? Mm -hmm. But they want to do something uh, with your ministry. What would be some of those initial things they could do? So if you wanted to watch the message of Unbound, uh, you could go to our YouTube channel, uh, Heart of the Father Ministry, um, or you could go to our website, our website, heartofthefather.com. 
you ha there's a list of events there that you can attend. Our next conference is going to be in San Francisco. Um, there are e-courses that you can take, particularly the Freedom in Christ e-course would be a great place to start. Or you could get the book Unbound from our web store. Uh, most people discover Unbound through the book, Unbound, the Practical Guide to, to Deliverance. Um, so there's so many resources there. We also have a tab called Get Prayer. You could uh, find a team near you uh, by clicking on our network, clicking on your state, and then finding out what teams are close to you. And uh, you can schedule a session. That is awesome because it's very, I love all the hands-on ways that your ministry is providing. So it's not like you just have the book or just have the guide or just have someone come out. I mean, it's a really, it's like a package, you know, that you can uh, be guided and you don't have to feel alone, right? You don't have to feel alone in all of this because I know that you have met so many people and you have seen people be healed in some way, even if they need to continue to, to receive healing. Um, and we're headed toward the end of the show, but I'd love you to just share just a little bit. I mean, what ha what is that like exactly for you when you pray with someone or when a group prays and you see that happen, you know, you see the light of Christ come back into their hearts? It's a, it's a sacred moment and uh, it, it brings emotions to me just even thinking about it. Uh, anytime you're dealing with a human soul, you're dealing with something so precious. And what happens as I minister to people is God actually fills my heart with his love. And I, I begin to experience the Father's love for a person. And I, I feel so privileged to be able to sit with them, you know, hold their hand, walk with them through the keys, and then to see them come into a greater realization of God's love. There's just nothing, nothing like it. I call it a holy addiction <laughs> to to just walk with people. So the, the privilege is, yes, you get to see God work, but also you get to know his heart for people. And uh, it's, a, it's a joyful way to live and it's a joyful way to spend your life is to serve and love other people. Took the words out of my mouth because the service to me is really a big component for healing. You know, it really is how when we love, serve, pray for others, care about others, just kind of get out of ourselves a little bit. Mm -hmm. I believe that it really does make a, a, a tremendous difference for our faith journey. And you did a great job on this show because, I mean, it's called Journeys in Faith. So, I mean, you definitely shared your journey. You shared a lot about your ministry. Um, we are at the end of the program. Do you have any final words before we end? Um. I think the, the thing I always tell people from having been in ministry for, for 12 years now is just that the gospel is powerful. It really is true. The message about Jesus is better than you think. And um, any act of faith that you can make today, I don't know if it's to pray a prayer, uh, to open yourself up to him in a, in a deeper way, to you know, go to confession and share that thing you've been scared of sharing. Give God a chance because uh, he is be way better than you think. He really is. Yes, he's a good God. He loves us. Matt, thank you so much for me for being a guest on this program. I'd love to have you back again if you would. Absolutely. You're welcome. Thank, thank you. And we will see all of you here next time on Journeys in Faith with Ann DeSantis. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel. God bless, and we'll see you then.
The St. Raymond Onatus Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith was founded in 2015 by the Mercedarian Religious Order with a mission to make pastoral outreach to families in crisis. The friars came together after attending the World Meeting of Families in Philadelphia with hopes of creating a foundation which could help those families and individuals who have faced tough times and need to know that the church cares and is there to help. Since that time when we were founded, the foundation has helped hundreds of families by offering prayer, priestly consultations, podcasts and videos, and programs and events. Whether it is something to do with divorce or separation, trauma, job loss, loss of a loved one, relationship issues, or other crisis, the Foundation has seen lives transformed through the services we provide. Pope Francis has referred to our world as a field hospital, where there are a great deal of individuals and families who feel abandoned and they need the special outreach of those who truly care and wish to show the face of God to others. As a foundation, that is what we do every day, and we're grateful to people like you who help to make a difference for families in crisis. Please pray for us and for our mission. Would you consider a one-time or recurring gift? Please go to nanatas.org to donate. Thank you sincerely from all of us at the St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith.